Oh, yes. Welcome. Welcome to Real Deal Media's official podcast channel. This is Late Night Thoughts with Dean Ryan, your host. Your late night host. Your late night host. Hope you're doing well tonight. And we're lounging here. And I have a guest with me. I'm going to let through the door here because I double double locked it, double bolted when I heard she was coming. Polished my gun, bought life insurance, the whole nine. It's the return of uh, Jenna. She's here tonight to uh, bask in her glory. Let's welcome back one of the only Jenna. Jenna, <laughs> welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Can I make you a drink or anything? Would you like anything? Sure. Anyways, welcome back to uh, Late Night Thoughts. You're one of those guests. Um, people have said, what happened to that girl? That girl. <laughs> I said, well, let me, uh, I don't know. Let me read the obituaries first. We'll start small. <laughs> then, uh, last I left off, we, we ended strongly last year with some very... Um, Top shows, you did the two lounge shows that got me in trouble. And then uh, you did some very fascinating and fun um, after parties with us mm -hmm. as well. If you recall mm -hmm. the top threes and what was it? Top three love songs? Yeah, yeah, that was one of them. I remember you said this one answer. You're like, uh, yeah, there's this one guy. He doesn't curse in his music. His songs are so fucking good. You guys got to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was drinking heavily that evening. That was one of my favorite uh, after parties of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure yours as well. But anyways, and then uh, you joined me for uh, Late Night Thoughts, a podcast we did where I begrudgingly wish I didn't talk about God how we got hacked. So it was just like 30, 40 minutes of me just blubbering and blabbering. Mm -hmm. So we'll try not to do that tonight, although I've already failed. So... How are you doing, Jenna? What, what, what is new in your life? Did you get any new tattoos? I heard you have some that uh, people don't even know about. Some you might have even forgotten about. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, what was it? More than five, less than ten, I think. Is it? You know, I never, <clears throat> I ne I never got a tattoo because um, I have this fear. I don't know. Have you? I, we all have like weird phobias and stuff like some people don't walk under ladders. Uh, no, I've always had a fear that the needle that they would use on me to get a tattoo would be like tainted or something dirty or rusty. Mm. You, know? you, you ever think about that? You could just supply your own, you know? Oh, <laughs> didn't think about that. <laughs> Seems like an easy answer, easy fix. <laughs> my own, uh, my own stash. <laughs> no, I never got a, I almost got a um, tattoo right here. It was going to say um, a clock on it. It was going to say be here now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is uh, it's a, a Buddhist reference. The meaning mm -hmm. of life is to be here now. Mm -hmm. And it's also uh, an album by um, the third album by Oasis. That was a, a life changing mm. game changer for me back in um, mm -hmm. high school, mm -hmm. which I just graduated, by the way. Congrats. Thank you. I'm one of the older seniors, you know. Yeah, what do you uh, want to be when you grow up? Being an older senior, I've had time to um, think about how I want to step in the world. I, I will admit, 
I get the stairs, you know, because my, my girlfriends are freshmen, so it's, it's I, we get the stairs and it's not not accepted. By the way, satire, everybody, satire. What do you think of the world today compared to where we last left off? It's gotten even more ridiculous. I'm, I'm like, how, how are they getting away with all of this? How are they doing this? You know, I, I saw something uh, recently. It was in California. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, New York. And it was at a Cabela's. And they had roped off the ammo area with all this, like, tape. Um, you know, like, warning tape. Like, if it was at a crime scene, you know. And, and no one could buy ammo. That was, like, a thing. And I guess the governor decided no one's allowed to buy ammo. What do you think the reason is behind that? Because I have a few. Well, my first thought is they're going to need ammo, you know? Like something's going to obviously happen that would make them want to buy ammo. Um, however, I did just see a, a 40 CEOs wrote a letter um, to, I saw it on Twitter, um, saying that there was a, a shortage of certain metals or something. And the current rate, you know, they'll be out of such and such and such, you know, so I don't know if the ammo has anything to do with metal shortage. Well, there's a shortage of goods. Uh, China just made a wartime nationalizing of all their goods, meaning they cut off all the uh, exports to the U.S., meaning Walmart's going to have a shortage, meaning the food stamps aren't going to be able to, they'll still probably be able to buy things, but there's nothing there to buy Mm -hmm. Right. On top of the truth about the miracle jabs coming out, which strolls and waltzes right into Spars 2025, which calls for the revolt to every state. Um, mm -hmm. will overthrow. Yeah, that's what this is leading up to. Okay, this is European metal groups. Um, uh, just says an existential. I can never say that word. <laughs> existential threat <laughs> well, let's sound it out x let's start small existential x. existential existential sex existential <laughs> existentially all right um exceptionally okay yep you know i shouldn't even try it shouldn't even try it oh i need to try more often and then in the california with the blackouts and it's like wait aren't now, correct me if I'm wrong, would would you consider California and New York to be more democratic states? Uh, they're the two strongholds of the country, really. You know, New York is considered the capital of the country. That's why when, when there's overthrows of countries, they take the capital. Because that's where everything flows through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like London is the, the financial capital of Europe. Like any good piece of Swiss cheese, there's some holes in it. So Upper Side, New York is the, um, you know, Syracuse and what have you up there is the like conservative stronghold, just like Orange County, California and San Bernardino County in California. It's the same thing because there's a lot of farm areas, you know, mm -hmm. just like Illinois. Have you been to Illinois? Mm, I have. Isn't it shocking the first time you go to Illinois and you're not in Chicago and you see like what Illinois really is? You're like, whoa. It's Farmville. That's like mostly what it is besides Chicago, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you're in Indiana, right? What is like Indiana? I know nothing about Indiana except it was mentioned in a Tom Petty song and they had Reggie Miller, the basketball player of the Pacers. 
Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't know shit about Indiana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> conservative state, for sure. Um, you know, when I was watching the news, I'm still watching you know, kids wearing masks in all these different schools and throughout the country. We didn't really have that. I mean, for a moment, you know, but that quit way faster than any other places. Um, besides that, <laughs> little side note, um, Indiana is, Indianapolis is the 13th biggest city. You wouldn't think, um, because it, it's a very, but it's a very large area, the the border, whatever, to consider it Indianapolis. So I think because of that, that's why it's personally considered that. Because the downtown area, it's like tiny little tall buildings. Now, what, what is Indiana known for outside of their sports? Because... Um, and yeah. 500 uh, right oh. sports um <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, you say it's known for what eli lily probably eli, eli lily mm-hmm. is that an artist or lily uh, well it's the pharmaceutical company very very large pharmaceutical company is it a farm state is it, is it like you know uh kansas is it a lot of um corn windmills farms and uh skinwalkers and yeah, lots of corn. It's a good place to grow up. What was it like growing up in Indiana? It's it's decent. Um, there's some parts, though, of course, like any any place that you don't want to grow up there. Um, you know, we have Gary, Indiana, which has a extremely high crime rate. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, then there's Gary. Then there's Bob. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. Then there's Gary. You know how he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's from here and he didn't turn out so good oh he's a jerk did you hear what gary said last week so do do does everyone in indiana have aspirations of like going to like indianapolis the big city to make it go to university no most people move it seems like all of most of my cousins have moved to chicago colorado um mm-hmm. various various places florida um, I moved to Chicago, younger twenties for a few, quite a few years, really. And then moved to Georgia. Okay. Okay. But, now I've had a terrible experience with Chicago the multiple times I've been. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, this is like, people always ask me, what is your most hated, what city do you hate the most? I'm like Chicago by far. <laughs> Although... <laughs> There's some really cool things about it, but they have like a bouncer problem mm-hmm. in Chicago, which I didn't realize how bad it was even after I got my ass beat <laughs> two two or three times um, by three guys, three guys at once. It's just. Oh my God! There's video, video footage of it somewhere. There's video footage, but there's some good stuff about. It, but it, it's just like the, the price and cost of living. Even when you live there, was just like it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I that was one of the biggest things I I realized that, and I would be listening to songs in Chicago for months before they came out in Indianapolis. Like, what is this really? delay? Yeah, it's very strange. Um, 
yeah, at nearly every popular song seemed like, it's like, how do you hold something back like that and it not go right. mainstream, you know, but, and it was more on the radio, you know, which back then, I don't even know if the internet and YouTube and all the, I think it was like MySpace probably, you know. I was going to say, are we talking about the 70s? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I'm 36 and I was there like night when I was 19 or 20, okay. um, around there for like five years or so, but okay, fun stuff yeah. though. I had, yeah. I had a lot of fun. You haven't been to California, huh? I have not. The farthest west was Vegas. Um, I've been to Scottsdale a couple times and Tucson. I think Arizona is on the up and up. Mm -hmm. I do. Carrie Lake's about to become governor. She's mm -hmm. a, a wonderful lady. She had uh, shared some Pinot Grigio with me. Mm -hmm. And she just wouldn't leave me alone. She was like hitting on me. And just, <laughs> just like, do you mind? I'm having a combo with someone. I'll get to you later. Gary, but, uh, Gary. Yeah, she's not like Gary. No, Gary's a real <laughs> You graduated too, right? You graduated university. You got valedictorian or something. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? I can't even say. Magna it. cum laude. laude. Magna Carta. Magna, Magna <laughs> Carta Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> what and what was what was your uh, what was your major and your minor? Uh, psych of Human Relations, mm -hmm. uh, Bachelor of Science, and then. For my master's, I'm doing human resource management. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm regretting it or not yet. Um, I'm regretting it for you. It's yeah. like kind of encompasses like organizational um, development, if you will, because you have to understand, you know, each department, if you will, to, to better work with them. So it's like, oh, here we're going to throw some management at you and some operations and then we're going to throw some IT. Like it's crazy, but um, it's really, it is valuable information for like, if I want to step aside and start my own business, I have a ton of information. <laughs> what, what, what would be a great, if you, if you could have like side businesses, mm -hmm. what, what would you choose? Cause I, I've thought about this myself, like mm -hmm. something we kind of like uh, maybe have lost in the past two years plus. Mm -hmm. Are kind of those very niche businesses you used to see growing up. Like I remember, yeah, it was like, oh, there's the shoe repair for the city. There's the official yeah. shoe repair, or there's the TV guy repair, or there's the tailor. It was just they shop watches. just for tailoring watches. Watch, that is like a guy. dying thing. Like to get your watch fixed takes yeah. forever to come back because no one wants to be a watchmaker fixer. No, no one wants to fix washes. Or, um, there used to be a place in Vegas. I used to uh, live. I used to live in Vegas. It was a specifically a cupcake store only. Cupcakes only. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of gone. What What would be your niche business? What would you, Would you pick? Well, I probably know the most about books. <laughs> Book uh, repair. Yeah. You got a book that's falling apart? We repair it for you. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, I have hundreds of books. So at least I'd have some inventory already. Did you read a lot of uh, books growing up? Tons. I would finish them so quickly, like those um, Goosebump book books, you know? Oh, my God. Don't get me started on the, the Goosebumps. Uh -huh. I would fly through them 
in less than a day, of course. And I just one after the other, I would, I asked my mom at one point, was I a good kid, you know, growing up? She's like, yeah, you just read all the time. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Isn't that crazy? I, see, I know girls like you. Allow me to uh, explain that blanket of a statement. Mm. Is um, I remember dreading um, book reports in school, remember? Mm -hmm. And it was the, great, the greatest thing about a book report is, well, you have to turn it in in a month. You have four weeks to read a book or whatever, maybe six. Oh, good. I have time. I thought I had to do it by, you know, tomorrow. Well, I was the student that waited literally till the last day to do it. <laughs> Most did. Well, yeah. Because I just couldn't get myself to do it. Like, I remember it got to a point I started buying the cliff notes. Oh, yeah. 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 You know? And well, I was always um, rebellious. Like, I, I didn't want to do it if someone else told me to do it. So... Well, that was the thing. I just wasn't into books. So when mm -hmm. I finally was forced to do it because I was failing or whatever, well, they said, Dean, the best way to do it is just everyone's reading this new thing called Goosebumps. I'm like, yeah, I see a lot of Goosebumps books. They said it makes it easy and fun to read. You'll get it. Mm -hmm. Just like you. Yeah. And I remember there was always like girls in class that were always the smartest in my Catholic school. It was always the girls that were the smartest. I think we just had dumb boys. Um, but they would read a book in like one night. Mm -hmm. with the flashlight under their covers. I hear those stories back then. And Yeah. Do you remember Scholastics? Did you have Oh, them? yeah. So Scholastics was like this publisher company, kind of like Columbia House Music, mm -hmm. but for books. So in my school, they'd want you to um, use, like if you read 10 books here and you purchase these Scholastic books and then sell them and you get five stickers and you read them all, you, you get rewarded. Mm -hmm. I never did. I never did any of that. I said, this, is, <laughs> this sucks. I hate books. I, you know, I hated reading. I don't want to read Goosebumps. I could never get mm -hmm. into Goosebumps. Couldn't get into Hardy Boys. I wonder if it's a male. I, I don't know very many males that read a lot or read at all, actually. So maybe it's just a thing that a lot of females like to do. Well, thank you for uh, referring to me as a male. I want to thank you just for starters. Um, a lot of mm -hmm. people don't recognize that. They still think I'm a woman after mm -hmm. my operation. I said, no, 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 no. Or you're just not allowed to acknowledge gender mm -hmm. anymore. You know. Exactly. Hold on, now that's 29 minutes. Edit that out. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Okay. Where was I? Uh, to your, your blanket statement, and that's the uh, name of uh, tonight's episode, Blanket Statements. Um, so I couldn't read the Goosebumps. I couldn't read the Agatha Christie's per se. Ooh. But although I did do like, um, and then there were none, that was a good book. But I got into magazines and historical books. And my favorite magazine was uh, Mad Magazine. And I read that religiously. Mm, yeah. So, that, so, you know, different strokes for different. I was more of a magazine newspaper guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I read the newspaper every morning, starting at the age of 10. Yeah. And, uh, in my favorite section of the newspaper was Sundays. You got to see the bra section. <laughs> this, you know, put them on the wall. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's capture that fleeting thought you had. You, you threw a net on it. Now I'm curious like a cat what that is. Speaking of Agatha Christie, um, I was in a play when I lived in Georgia, I was, I was just about 10 years ago. Um, 
my hairstylist was like, you know, she was on the board at some theater house, you know, and my hairstylist had mentioned this play and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, if you need someone to paint the backdrops or something, let me know. Never wanted to be in the play. Right. Well, mm -hmm. she calls me one day and she's like, you would be perfect for this part. And I'm like, what? Like, and I was like, well, screw it. Right. So I thought, well, I'll try something different, whatever. I went and it was an Agatha Christie um, play. So I had to talk British, you know, while I'm trying out. And lo and behold, it was the main character that I was trying out for. And I, I got the role and mm -hmm. um, it was Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. So I was mm -hmm. Molly. Yeah. Very, uh, an amazing play, really. It's extremely fascinating. You were on what again? Molly. Okay. Uh, Molly. Wow. Mm -hmm. I remember reading the book. I remember reading that book. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one was, that's a good one. Supposedly there's a theater house in, I don't know, Europe somewhere that all they play is Mousetrap. Why don't you Every do week. more theater? Why don't you do more theater? Indiana doesn't really have, have things like that. They don't, I, I wish they had more cult culture. Um, <clears throat> but I love live shows. Like plays are really good. We sold out every single night and we actually brought the theater back. Um, they were going under and it was crazy. And so that was, that was a really cool thing to be a part of. You know what you could do? Cause I'm such a, a, a uh, shameless producer in a way, but you could like, you, you said starting a business, mm -hmm. you could really get a, a woman's uh, business grant, if not loan to start a playhouse. Yeah. That'd be so cool. To work with the small business administration. You don't even have to finish mm -hmm. your course right now. You could get that. Because mm -hmm. I used to work with them. Oh, hold on. Someone texted me. <laughs> God, hold on. Busy. Oh, it's you. Oh, cool. Yeah. This was um this was ten years ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to sing or anything? Um, did I sing? No. No. We know you're a karaoke star. <laughs> I love karaoke, I do. Yeah, when we're doing the love songs, you, you told me I should go talk to Nick about love songs. <laughs> I did. Water Runs Fried by Boys to Men. I think that's a great R&B song. It's a love song. And, you gotta um, talk to Nick about... Yeah. People. Sorry. And um, talk to Nick about love songs? <laughs> no. That'd be kind of a weird well, discussion. Hey, Nick, um, uh, calling you up. You want to talk about boys to men and, and love songs together? Um, what are you doing for the next hour? Well, the last time we were wasted together, which is like, yeah, not too long ago. Um, the karaoke. Really, I thought it was like thirty years ago. Two of us, mm -hmm. and it was he sang boys to men. He did. Oh, really? did he? Okay. He did. You know, I knew he was a um, croner. Oh, but you can do it right now. Yeah, oh, it's my favorite thing to do. My friends, I like to do caroling, that's my favorite thing to do, but throughout the year, though, not just Christmas. Yeah. No, yeah. I do. Have you done it caroling in June? That is something else, yeah, through the summer. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest episode of all time. It's one of my favorite after parties. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, boys to men, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you should talk to Nick about boys to men. I'm like, yeah, because that wouldn't be gay at all. <laughs> Don't even remember this. <laughs> <laughs>
You and Nick, you know, you could be boys to men. You could become boys to men. Nick is this guy who's like, um, well, he's well, he's stoned when I talk to him, but <laughs> he somehow knows things or people and stuff and kind of in my industry. But uh, he's on a long break, I guess. He does real estate or I don't know what he does. I don't talk. We don't we don't really keep in touch as much. I know he just took a new gig. I'm not sure what mm -hmm. he's doing. Which is usually code for male prostitute. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. He, he double booked. It's how I met Jenna. <laughs> it's supposed to be for my birthday, you know. <laughs> yeah, he got the date wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't would he be terrified, though? Like if a guy popped out of a cake? And you had like a bunch of people yeah. there. Wouldn't you like just freak out? Yeah, I um, went to one of those <laughs> Chippendales before and there's nothing that would make me go back to one. Okay, what is that like? Because Chippendales is something people don't even really recall. It's it's never, it never comes up as much as it used to. Mm -hmm. you, know? you know, women are, are known to, I guess, strip, right? It's, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's in their nature. Yeah, that seductress, you know. And so when yeah. men do it, mm -hmm. it just doesn't have that seductress, you know, vibe. It, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't tickle my fancy. We'll just say that. Nor did the lap dancing or the shaking of the, you know, like the helicopter. scholastic uh book reading and um <laughs> i know books to for kids to um to inspire to be something um uh, uh, i'm sorry did you say you live in chicago or georgia yeah yeah both. okay good no further questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways um <clears throat> if you tuned out or dropped your phone in the uh toilet after um first <laughs> 30 some odd minutes here. Uh, <laughs> we last left off after we discovered, um, well, now we're finding out what uh, Jenna's been doing in 2022. <laughs> um, um, plays and uh, helicopter rides. <laughs> and um, so you go to Chippendales, which is a, um, well, it's not a gentleman's club, but a, uh, a gentlewoman's club. <laughs> and and you get a lap dance from um, what, what I would presume is a uh, college guy just trying to earn some money to pay his tuition. How many girls are, are you with at this point? Uh, I was only with a couple, um, two or three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
this is kind of a uh, almost uh, not even a departure, but a, a, a mere um, scenario of the last story you told about how you were in a club and your girlfriend's uh, somebody cupped her. <laughs> <laughs> That was a first for me, too. When you (laughs) say it that way, it does make it sound like, what really happened? You know, (laughs) makes it sound even more ridiculous. And it, it, yeah, it really happened. Okay, yeah. So somebody, um, there there was a company of the, the, uh, what? Vagine? The the, the Whisker Biscuit, yes. (laughs) You know, very side note, I have to tell you. No, this better be a very big side note. (laughs) Well, it has to do with vaginas. Okay, the, the, the hoo-ha, the down there, or as we found out, the FOD, the, the Forge of Darkness. <laughs> it's a long story. It's a long story. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want you to know what FOD means, but go ahead. So I know this this girl, Talia. And one day someone was like, you know, Jenna and Talia. I was like, oh, fuck. Jenna and Talia. Talia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gina. To Jiny. I mean, I had so many names, you know, and Vagina, Vagina. Yeah. Don't you ever go by Jennifer? Do you ever go by Jennifer or no? No, that's not my name. No, no. Oh, that's right. Don't tell me. Hold on. Can I buy a vowel? Um, An A? Um, Janine. No, it's just Jenna. God. Just Jenna. false, False intel I had. That's that should be like a show. <laughs> just Jenna. You have to, I've had to say that a couple times. Just Jenna. Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, Mom, film the intro to that. Where you're mm-hmm. you, well, there's two there, there's three different scenarios to do the intro for your show. Yeah. And, and plausible. And then we have to get back to Chippendales. Please don't let me forget because I you, okay. I cannot leave. I cannot live my life not knowing what happened. The first intro would be you're locking the door to your house and then you turn around, you go like that, and then you're yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is you're coming through the door, door opens, you drop your bags and you go like this and your kids run up to you and, or somebody walks over and tries to throw a pie at you and they miss and you go, just Jenna. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You could film me on my motorcycle or something. Do you have a sidecar for the motorcycle? I was looking at one actually, but really? not yet. That's what I mean. I like to drive in the uh, sidecar and okay. hold the groceries for you if you don't mind. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want like a fake steering wheel so people think I'm driving too. Anyways, um, not, sorry for that uh, departure as well. So you're at this mysterious club with two other girls after going to an, uh, a previous club where there was a cupping but yeah yeah and you said it's just not the same are you saying it was not fun at at this club like at a ladies club it's just boring it's a bunch of just hen parties i i just feels weird when a man is shaking his butt and his other thing in front of you and (laughs) grinding like trying to grind i don't know yeah it's just there's just nothing about it. Sure, they have great bots, but it's like you have a better body than I do. 
And women but hate that. I don't want to have to keep up with something like that. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, and I totally agree. Like, men can't be seductive. Like, that's why when I strip, it's always an accident. Like, oh, my shorts fell down again. <laughs> that, that's my intro. <laughs> <laughs> Then I proceed to do the helicopter, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It's <laughs> like your favorite thing to do. You love to wow people. My shorts, they keep falling off, and they do this helicopter thing after. <laughs> <laughs> opportune. How opportune. Girls hate when there's a guy that's skinnier than them, I think. Is that safe to say? Well, yeah. I I feel like there's an element of like safety, like, mm -hmm. Hey, I want to feel safe and I want to know that you can protect me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, personally I grew up with three brothers, so I feel like I'm a little bit roughened up by them. And so I'm tough in a, in a way. Um, but so to find someone stronger, tougher than me mentally, well, you know, it's that, that's a big thing for me. On top of like, okay, I want to know that you can, you know, if some man, yeah, comes by with, with a mask on and whatever, what are you gonna do, you know? And there's one to like go at him, and then the other, the right. guy's just standing there. See, you want a, a Stephen Hawking's meets kind of a, a Stephen Seagal. He needs to know how to configurate uh, world problems and economic institutions, as well as knows how to present a fine judo chop. As well as, yeah, give a fuck about what's going on. I feel like so many people right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't even aware of what's going on around them and government-wise and, and these mandates, if you will. Um, right. But It's terrible. It's terrible. And I it cannot correct you because you're not wrong. Okay. Thank you. No, I tried to. I tried. I said, I'm going to stop her right now. I <laughs> better shut her mouth from lies. <laughs> <laughs> It is something to see. I must add. I must add to your your, your wonderful thesis that there's something to be said that um, the rallies and, and, and protests I, I've stumbled upon. I always uh, seem to um, go to some of these things. Not often, and as much as I did, but when I did, they were all women. Mm -hmm. All women mm -hmm. protesting, like 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 getting arrested too, like, mm -hmm. you know, cops getting arrested for not having masks on. They're all women, no guys. Guys at the time too, 2020 and summer 2021, were all into it, getting into it. And then sports came back and these bozos went back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine being a woman, just not only just hating it, but yes, finding it so unattractive that they're like, no, no helicopters, lap dances from you. <laughs> and I have to say, I think now that applies to guys too. Like, like any women that are asleep to this, even just people in general, I can't. I can't be around per se for for long periods of time, let alone you know. I know. Dating, relation, whatever. I can't. I know. I. It's hard. It's really hard because, well, from a personal standpoint, and you know, I guess experience, um, a few people that I know, you know, all talk about it, and it stresses them out. It stresses them out too much, so they'd rather ignore it and act like it's not there. And I'm like, how you have to be stronger than this? You have to. I mean, these are things going on. You can't just ignore it. I mean, 
Like, I, I don't understand that part of things at all. You can only ignore the gas tank being empty for so long until you're going to have to start pushing your car. Mm -hmm. No, I don't like the gas engine light. I just ignore it. It's too stressful. I put a piece of tape over it. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying I have, so I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, my first car, the, the gas gauge was broken. So you had a little chalkboard of how much gas you put in it last time. Okay. Tell me, tell me, um, you've encountered a person or people like this. The, um, what would you call the new age religious movement, religion or belief movement of, you know, you can fix things with like your mind. And um, if you, if you give it attention, mm -hmm. then basically that's your reality. And it's like, no, this is, this is reality, you know? And like some people really believe their thoughts yeah. can just take it all away. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what? And sure, sure, there is some element of manifestation and, sh and and things, but there's our reality, and then there's a collective reality. I mean, that affects everyone. You are spot on. It, it goes into that whole New Age movement started in the 1970s by the Central Intelligence thing that gave us, you know, the yogas and such. I, I suppose, mm -hmm. although I, I look foolish doing yoga, I did it once at the gym, and I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, "I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this." I, uh, Try I, doing uh, hot yoga. I did room temperature yoga, and that was hard. Um, <laughs> no, you totally get it. And you know what I say to both sides too—the ones that don't even want an ounce of, you know, the, the spirituality esoteric, and then no, I just got my guns to to the opposites who just I don't want what they're talking about. We got our uh, well wishes and uh, manifestations. I almost said malnutrition too. <laughs> We're having problems talking tonight, I see. The result uh, of fasting. <laughs> Exentition, or whatever you say. <laughs> existential. Ex existential. Okay. It's extrastential. Um, <laughs> Very crucifixion sounding existential. It is. It is. I say, you know what? I say, sorry, both of you, both camps. And I used to say this in my live talks when I did the speaking circuits. Did the uh, Jedis defeat the Empire, Darth Vader and all them, with just Jedis? No. They needed the, the the rebels, you know, the Han Solos, the guys with the blasters, the guns, the, the people, the Capricorns, our feet are on the ground type. Yep, yep. Now, did the rebels defeat the Empire without the Jedis? No, they didn't. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a healthy dose of, of, of everything, you know. Know, yeah. about, oh, know about politics. Yes, nationally, whatever, but no international politics, mm -hmm. what's happening in other countries, but also know you're local. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm know where your food comes from in a way um know what's just know a bit about history know a bit about science know a bit what's happening uh, the economy money and it's a mm -hmm. lot mm -hmm. and the people like you're saying that just don't want to do it it's because they don't want to have to face reality yeah because reality bites like the movie said i feel like that way of thinking just creates well it doesn't create it it's like inaction you know they they don't mm -hmm do anything they don't create anything you know and Perfect. these mantras and these you know things that they just repeat over and over it's like how are you moving are you getting anywhere just i don't know is your trash going to take itself out by you you know willing it in your mind you know well they 
the same people say, well, if you think the bad thoughts, then it's going to happen to you, right? It's going to happen. So I'm no. putting the, the, the wellness. And I think, well, why the hell do you lock your doors? Because right. obviously you think someone's going to come in your house and just, you know, you know what, steal your bathrobe and drink all your milk, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, that's well, the kind of cat burglar well, I am. You know. <laughs> Turn the pictures <laughs> upside down. It's my signature Hallmark move. You know, you've been Late had. <laughs> he got us again. How do you know, honey? Our pictures are upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But really, think uh, think of all the negative things you thought. Like, on the, especially if you're, like, super stoned. You're paranoid, you know. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm paranoid. Are you talking about me? <laughs> My God, is that a pen or a cigarette? Oh, it's like the longest cigarette I've ever. It's like a, like a mini flashlight. What the hell is that? It's a lightsaber. I'm kidding. It's like those. It's like those cigarettes those guys in casino were smoking from like the seventies. Mm, long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? I bought a pack of smokes. Ooh. Winston's. Nice. Those long nights and evenings when you just come home, you just want flavor country in your mouth and to relax. That's why I, I smoke Winston's, because I want the world to know that I'm a real man. Isn't that right, honey? We both smoke Winston's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what happened is, it's a long story, but I needed like props, so I bought cigarettes. But really, it's because for like three weeks or whatever, I kept smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I remember and that. I, remember that? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was pigeon smoking or someone on my roof. And then I think it was the vent or whatever. Oh. So I'm like, I can't take it anymore. Now I'm craving cigarettes. I'm just craving whatever cigarettes. So I um, Nicotine. I bought a pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bought a pack like two months ago, and they're still here because I smoked one or two. And I'm like, oh, I can't smoke. I'm not into it. This is not. I smoked for two years, but it was um, buglers. So I just rolled my own. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. Then I would, you know, roll them on my own, and then I would sell them to like, elementary kids. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Side hustle, you know. <laughs> come on, you tell me you don't sell lottery tickets to kids. I mean, come on. It's a good business. It's a good business. Yeah. The game. Some of my biggest clientele are sophomores. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to get off on this. This is crazy. To uh, add some ingredients to what you're saying, I think by now we should have somehow. Um, Many of us should have somehow realized what um, is happening everywhere, you know. To add to what you're saying, do you think you've lost more people in this time of great struggle, or do you think you've gained more people? Well, I've strengthened relationships from it. Um, I've definitely lost a few. But I would say I, I've, I've gained more value overall. Um, because the people that, you know, aren't in my life anymore or, and even the people that are, 
it's like they never were that much to begin with, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I found out true colors more more so. Jenna's talking about me, by the way. Continue. <laughs> and on the other hand, you know, I realized who who cared about me. And there's that good stuff. Well, I see your true colors, and that's why I love you. And there, then there's people that I know if, if I'm around them for an ex extended period of time that uh, they're just going to pick on me, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm like out there and stuff like, and you mm -hmm. might be too. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, Jenna's quite mysterious. We're not even sure if that's her real name. <laughs> Russian spy, hashtag Russian spy. But those, yeah, those people, you know, you, you almost avoid them because Right, they, they they know what I'm about or whatever. Exactly, and they're gonna come at me, which which is cool. They're gonna lose, and, and yep. I, I'm kind of waiting for it. I'm hoping, but mm -hmm. or they just avoid you. So I've lost people, but I lost them with, with the whole Trump proctology, that whole administration of just putting a line in the sand with with, with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think what he did, just shining a flashlight on the the elephant in the room, finally. You know, yeah. so those people are gone, but yeah, there might be more people to leave this crazy train. I'm staying on. Yeah, I, I find it strange. Like, how do how do people not want to know or or not even know a, a glimmer of what we know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or how do people put up with that and staying around that for eternity? Yeah, you know. Like I look at my grandparents, I say, I look back and I'm like, grandpa, how did you, why did you stay with grandma that long? <laughs> she bought a house behind you when you didn't know. She bought, imagine some, your wife buying a whole house without you knowing you just come home one day and you can't get in. Oh, we moved. No. She almost divorced him because he came home late from the Vietnam War. <sighs> Sorry, I was busy fighting, you know, the Viet Cong, I, whatever. She's shallow. And I say, why, Grandpa? Why? Mm -hmm. I've had the whole house to herself. Why? <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's as much as I understand um, or don't get why people don't want to, you know, may want to know more. I kind of get why they don't, but I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. I, I never, I must find it a, a dead end to remain around the unwakened like that when there's just no it's like not even four steps forward it's like maybe one step forward and then four steps back and then remain you know mm -hmm. recycle repeat rinse yeah yeah it's i think that's it that's like that repetitive lifestyle where there's no depth i, mm -hmm. I find you know somewhat of an enjoyment of course you know digging into these things and learning these things and oh wow i mean it gives you kind of it's exhilarating at, at times um so there's that element you know I'm like what do you talk about with some people i feel the same way with the the friends i have back at home i that don't, just don't talk to me anymore what can i talk about them the 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 crazy night we had when we were 24 years old or or you know some of my friends it's oh she did this and they did that and it's like you're they're just talking about people that it's like oh come on just whatever and you know, or you know fashion and just these, I don't know. I don't know. There's no ideas. There's no uh, innovation. Yeah, and deep thinking, and like it's, let's talk about crazy things like aliens. You know, what do you think about them? 
Have you ever been abducted? Come on. Ever, ever been probed by an alien? Come on, somebody. Raise there your hand. Give we me. know you're out there. Yeah. Come on. Talk about monkeypox for a change. Come on, people. Mm -hmm. Let's get know. into it. I've been dying to talk about this stuff all night. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely correct. Um, to me, that's riveting. That's, mm -hmm. That is counterculture. That's against the grain. That is dangerous talk. That's what the First Amendment yeah. is supposed to be protecting, not, you know, I'm gay and I'm proud, you know? Yeah, like, okay. I, I knew that 10 years ago when you didn't tell anybody. You know, like, we oh, all knew oh, you were gay. Okay, yeah, okay. Is it 90s weekend where you're supposed to be a hero right now? Okay, yeah. yeah. 25 yeah. years too late, pal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you want to meddle? Because, or I'm 400 pounds, body positivity. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think a lot about my own children and like what I, I don't want them to be conditioned to, to think things that aren't healthy for their minds. You know, um, I want them to question. I want them to push back when things don't feel right or seem right. I want them to stand their ground and not follow the, the crowd. You know, I just feel like all the, a lot of the stuff that we see in the media and of course that they're being taught in schools is not, is not a healthy lifestyle at all emotionally physically no not even close and i don't want them to go down that road no one should go down that road well you can you know that it can now be said officially that we are what we eat officially we are gm we are gen genetically modified organisms yeah mm -hmm. yeah and when you genetically modify something over and over with every element of, of nutrient that goes into you, it, it genetically modifies an entire generation that will now forever be lost and completely deducted in quantity contributors to society going forward. Yeah, yeah. It's just logic. It's intuition. It's um, mainly intuition, maybe. Emotional intelligence, uh, more morals. Self-awareness mm -hmm. is so gone, it, in, mm -hmm. in the, the 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 decadent narcissistic social media has really ridded self-awareness. There was a study done, and you, you know the younger—I don't know what they're calling Generation X or Z or whatever—but um, you know high schoolers around there, middle school, they polled a bunch of kids. I don't know how many, but I want to say two out of three or one out of three said they wanted to be like an online influencer. Or heard it was a, a whopping one percent said they wanted to be mimes. Can we get any more niche? Know, <laughs> the, watch, right? the watch repair guy that has yeah. more value than mm -hmm. a, a fucking media influencer. I'm telling you, the Generation Z. I think that's your kids' is um, your your your, ch your child's um, generation. Twenty percent of them identify as as non fluid cats. Yeah, cats. So that's a problem. That um, is a problem. We're, we're, we're yeah there, there's now on the flip side of it because i'm always about the the flip side the the grass is greener the other side of the coin the the yang not always the yin mm -hmm. um you know the cross not just the bread um uh is that the people who have steadfastly said no to a lot of this and have only Re evolved like us and others people listening to this <clears throat> mm -hmm. who are striving and reaching our true potentials in talents we didn't even know we had or we thought was silly because the record industry or whoever didn't give us the nod on the casting couch, you know, because that 
that's for the golden calf societies that's now dead but the, for us and the, who are representing the new age of renaissance Mm -hmm. who are multifaceted, talented like yourself. You can do uh, science and math, but you can also do the, the arts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are, who've been categorized and pigeonholed in one box forever, only right. on, on top of the identity politics of, well, I can only do this. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm only a, a math and science guy. Well, guess what? Those people are, even at the age of 80, there's someone who I met is a, who was in his entire adult life from college onward. He was a computer programmer who's now retired. Well, guess what? He used his math and science to learn the art and how to bake bread. And that's what he does now. Mm -hmm. 80 bakes bread. Yeah. Good bread. Yeah. Art form to it, but he's using the math and science and he's reaching his other true potentials in life. Yeah. 80. I love Where it. Where is that? Yeah. I love the, it's like the idea of creation. You know, I feel there's cer there's a certain element when you create something. Um, you know, you take the bunch of things that the universe gives us and we put put it together and create something. And whether that's art or bread or you know whatever, I think there's, there's just not enough of that creativity floating around. But, well, every everything. If we didn't create, and I said this, I just did a show earlier, and I said this ever since the the um, Music education was kind of stripped from, I believe, you know, schools. Mm -hmm. Well, that took the creative uh, gene and, and ava availability away from kids who are not getting that at home. They're going home. No one's there. They got a virtual mm -hmm. reality world place on them, mm -hmm. and they don't. They're, they're they're fattening them up like a bunch of chickens getting ready for the slaughter. And there's no creative, organic nature. Mm -hmm. coming from them because it's all provided for them. And I think when that happened, just, just a downturn in, in everything, you know, in, mm -hmm. in these kids. And because art, whether it's music, it's an expression of society. And if we don't have the arts, then we don't have expression. Then we just have a mask mm -hmm. on us for the rest of our life. And I think it's a travesty. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we have a docile generation of, of children growing up with docile parents that don't, you know, we have eight generations of welfare um, families and or single, uh, you know, um, welfare, like, you know, in, in the depths of like the section eight housing, you have like one mother with like eight kids from like eight different suitors. Mm -hmm. It's hard to imagine. Not much different than the, the animal kingdom, uh, the human mm -hmm. kingdom here. Well, yeah. and psychologically, I was thinking about this earlier psychologically what here here's this free money right you don't have to do anything for it nothing would you not do nothing then you know uh, yeah what's the incentive yeah what's the incentive and then that just it's just a, a habit you form a habit you you're conditioned into you know having maybe that mentality like a deserving like uh you know mentality for doing nothing well, but didn't we all learn this? This is the way to live. I mean, didn't wasn't you know class graded on a, a, a curve? Uh, wasn't there open book? Uh, wasn't there if if the one noisy kid in, in in class doesn't keep quiet, then we all have to stay ten extra minutes after the bell rings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, one guy shoots up uh, his family, or whatever. So we got to take all the guns away. I mean, right, right. The scenario that you describe, I, I think that we all were uh, subjected to that as well, that indoctrination ship. And it makes me think about that uh, 
that book and that with the whole theory that um, you know these major cataclysms and wars happen every eighty to a hundred years, mm -hmm. and because it's a cycle, it's a generational thing. And if we line up, you know, what is happening now with what happened eighty to a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. um, you know, after the awakening, I think, well, during the awakening, after the crisis phase, right? So we're in the crisis phase. During the awakening was around the 1920s, around there, 1930s. That was the greatest generation supposedly that ever lived. And um, around those, I think it was 20, maybe some odd years or something, um, you know, it was when neighborhoods were established. And I mean, it, it couldn't have been better in, in America, especially. So, it, you know, is there hope for, for all this craziness? I mean, I, I'd like to think so. However, you know, our generation is, is required to, to build it towards something like that. Like if we can take what we learned or what we are learning and, you know, transmute it, then. You're so, by the way, no one's really ever brought up the cataclysmic event from a hundred plus years ago. I, I brought that up several times in the past two months. And you are the first to bring that up. And it's so true. I tell people, how do you think that Utah became a, a state? You had Brigham Young and Joe Smith or whatever booted out of the, the, the Union of the United States and say, get the, they say, get the hell out of here, you and your 10 wives, you, you, you uh, weirdo. And well, when the cataclysmic event happened in the 1800s, we don't know exactly what. It was torn from history. But we do know the black and white photos of just countless of just orphans, even from Europe, coming to New yeah. York, who are just on trains. Why? I never yeah. asked why when we saw those photos. But now we know why, because they all became ranch hands in, uh, in labor slaves to Mormons in Utah and others as well. Well, here we are again. We're about to have major orphans in this country. And mm -hmm. we have legislation coming out of California that's the, the pro-pedosexual type of legislation. Why, we ask? Because they're anticipating majority of the parents to be dead. We know these people. We know the agenda. And we know our history, unlike others. That's very true. And and crazy, because I forgot. I've seen the photos you're talking about. Yes. Um, only only once or twice. Um, or was, it was someone someone made a video on it. I don't, I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I haven't actually done any research on it, um, but now I have to. Yeah, you I'm have going to. to. Something happened yeah. in the 1800s. Well, Jenna, it's such a it's such a pleasure to have you back. It's good to see that you're you're doing well. You're keeping you're keeping your chin up and your uh, your, your your boots on and your pistol whipping to a, a minimum. Yeah, gotta yeah, I gotta keep mm -hmm. reel that in sometimes. You know, get fired up, count your steps, managing your carbs. What else am I missing? Uh, so we, we hope to have you uh, back on more and, and, and periodically. And, um, you know, this is just a, a, another form of expression, but uh, it's another key to unlocking the minds out there and meeting people where they are, yeah. where they need to be, where they want to be. So uh, my final late night thought is thank you for coming on. And, um, we're going to have more of these and, and continue to strive into the future because we are the builders of our destiny. And that's what we do here at uh, Real Deal Media's official podcast, Late Night Thoughts. So for Jenna, the, the strong. Just the, Jenna. So much offense. Anyways, uh, for, for Just Jenna, I'm uh, Dean Ryan. This is Late Night Thoughts. And um, be well, be good, be real. And good night, everybody.